0: I'm Bob, and I like coffee. I also like to tell stories. Here at the Bobcast, it's time for a coffee break. So, take a coffee break with me and pour yourself a cup of your favorite joe. By the time you're done with your coffee, you will know something about me You really didn't need to know. But you will have fun learning it. Just remember, my stories are true. For the most part. Alright, well today, I'm enjoying a cup of my favorite joe. Out of a National Cowboy Western Heritage Museum coffee mug, straight from the gift shop. It's a quality, a quality mustache mug. It's kind of a fun, fun little mug they have here. Uh, if you're in Oklahoma, you gotta go to the uh, Cowboy Western and Heritage Museum. It's it's really nice, and if you're not around here. You can catch them online. They've got a lot of nice stuff posted there. All right, so here's coffee. Now for episode four. The Kids in Scouting, part one. Part one is about Tommy. Now, I never spent time in Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts as a child, except for one day in Cub Scouts. That's it, until I met Linda and the boys. These boys were all in Scouting, and when I came into the picture, Tommy was bridging from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts. So I basically hit the ground running. The troop that Tommy bridged into was Troop 125 in Southern California. And they were a very big backpacking troop. But at least once a year, they would go car camping. Now, car camping for Boy Scouts is like staying at the Ritz. So it's more fun than actual going out adventuring, except for this time. This time, we were camping at Joshua Tree National Park. It's also in Southern California. And we had a great location for the boys with a camp that was in the middle of a ring of ridges. Now, let's back up a week and start again. So we're going to go back to the last scout meeting before the camp out. The, that scout meeting is is the meeting where the troop breaks into patrols And Tommy gets a small three-man patrol for himself and his two really good friends Justin and Jimmy now at this meeting I also find out that Justin's parents and Jimmy's parents weren't going to be able to go to the camp out well no problem Bob can be responsible for all three. Well, it just so happens that that campout weekend, our unofficial Uncle Mark, was in town. Now, Mark is my youngest son's godfather, and he loves to camp and hike. So he came along on the campout to help out. During the week, before the camp out, my talented honey, Linda, started crocheting beanies for Tommy, Justin, and Jimmy. It was gonna be a cool weekend and you know a good beanie helps. Well, these cotton beanies were bright red, white, and blue. And when Tommy received his beanie, it did not come off. So the day that we left for the camp out, Linda gave Justin and Jimmy their beanies, and the Beanie Patrol was born. Now, camping with a bunch of boys can sometimes be a little dicey, especially when your boys have bright colored beanies, and where normally the ones that stand out might be picked on a little or ridiculed a little. (laughs) Not with Tommy in charge, not only were these beanies warm on a cold windy camp out, but Tommy made sure that everyone knew they were cool. To the point that the other boys started to question, how do we get a hold of beanies like these? Now, I was not going to tell them that my wife will make them, so uh, they were just a gift. Now, at this camp out, the camp itself is in the middle of the big ring of ridges. So there was only one special rule for this camp out, and that was no boys go over the ridge. Now, this was not a bad rule because that still left a whole lot of room all in the valley and all along the ridges to run. And I mean, it was a lot. Of room which ended up being a blessing and a curse through the weekend Tommy and his Beanie Patrol would stop by where I was sitting and drinking coffee whenever he left the camp or came back to the camp so I would always know when they came in and out it wasn't always that way with the rest of the troop so one time when the Beanie Patrol was out for quite a long time I actually questioned hey guys what have you been doing out there well that question meant that now Uncle Mark and I needed to go see so Tommy now think about this this is Tommy at about 12 13 years old Tommy takes these two great adult campers on a death march we go around the total thing the total circle of the ridges we go through very tight passages of rock we go in a few caves and this is a lot of fun for a very claustrophobic Bob until we get up on the almost the top of one of the ridges and Tommy stops and he looks at us and he goes this next bit might be dangerous now Mark and I look at each other Like, uh, this hasn't been dangerous so far? Well, guys, if you want to see the butt rock, you have to go here. The butt rock? The butt rock? Yeah, the butt rock was a flattish section of rock sticking out of the side of the ridge with about a 25-30 foot drop under it. But if you put your butt right there, it made a very good seat and you had this fabulous view all across the valley all the way back to camp. The problem was Spider-Man might have trouble getting into this sitting spot. The trail ends and the only way to butt rock was to cross a smooth sloping 15 maybe 20 foot section of death no handholds and you'd be fighting gravity the whole way trying to pull you off of this thing and I'm looking at this thing thinking these boys have already been going back and forth across this thing enough that they've actually named it the butt rock I am questioning the intelligence of this When Tommy turns with a bright-eyed gleam and said, Go on, you gotta see the view. So I sucked it up. And I licked the palms of my hands to try to get a suction cup power thing going on. And I just went for it. And with a little bit of luck, a little bit of sweat, and maybe a little bit of pee in my pants. I slipped, I slid, and I made it to the butt rock. Dang it, Tommy. That was too dangerous. But I, I was there, so I sat my butt down on the rock, turned over, looked out, and went, Wow! That really is a great view! After Mark had a turn, and oh yeah, if I was going to do it, you bet Mark was going to have to do it, we went back to camp. Now, this is where I decided that I was not leaving my coffee pot again. For the rest of the camp, the Beanie Patrol roamed and explored the area. I sat on my butt, cooked some lunch, cooked some dinner, and drank a lot of coffee. And I also watched the other dads continuously run after their boys when they would just disappear. Toward the end of the campout, out, the other dads and moms were noticing I, I never went and checked on my three charges. I just sat there drinking coffee and swapping stories with Mark. Well, finally, Scoutmaster Mark said, uh, Hey, Bob. Do you know where your boys are? Well, I I looked at Scoutmaster Mark, and I sipped my coffee, and I turned my head to the ridge, and I said, I see two. How about you, Uncle Mark? Uncle Mark said, I see one. And I said, well, I said, I, I, I said, I see three red, white, and blue beanies, and they're all accounted for. Now, at this point, the rest of the parents are all looking at the rich, and they realize that these bright, red, white, and blue beanies are bouncing way off in the distance, but you can see them. Their boys, not so much. They immediately want to know Where did you get those beanies? I want to thank my honey for three fabulous bright red, white, and blue beanies. And I want to thank Tommy for making them the coolest accessory at the camp out. It ended up making me look like a put-together parent. Which, between you and me, is far from the truth. All right, next time, we're going to be doing another chapter of the Boys in Scouting, and it's going to be Timmy's turn.